Welcome to this episode of Verse by Verse. We begin chapter three of Ephesians today, and I am super excited to continue with you through this. So if you've missed chapters one and two of Ephesians, I'd encourage you to go back, check it out, because there's context that's led up to this point in the book that the Apostle Paul wrote to the church in Ephesus. And so we get here today uh, in in this verse by verse to chapter three, starting at verse one. We're going to go through verse 13 today. And um, he's just got done talking about how, how Jesus Christ, through his blood, his work on the cross, has destroyed the dividing wall of hostility between Jews and Gentiles, uh, the people who descended from Abraham as the promise of Abraham, and then those who are not. That's what Gentiles are. If you're not a Jew, you're a Gentile. I'm a Gentile. I'm not a Jew. So, but he says we, he've made, he's made one new humanity. There's not Jews or Gentiles anymore in Christ Jesus. There's one new humanity, and we are all being built up together through the work of Jesus Christ and this Holy Spirit living inside of us. Now, he kind of continues to unpack this thought, but he takes it to, again, most of us listening, most of us, including myself, are Gentiles. We're not Jewish. Um, and so this is a big deal. And he's talking to the church at Ephesus that has a lot of Gentiles. They've got Jews too, but a lot of Gentiles who are really new to all of this. They're, they're trying to figure all of this out. And, and Paul is encouraging them and saying, you have no idea how special this is. This is what he says in verse one of chapter three. He says, for this reason, I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ Jesus, for the sake of you Gentiles, remember Paul's in prison for the sake of the gospel, particularly his ministry to the Gentiles, going through the Roman Empire to make sure that people who thought there was no chance that God would ever have salvation for them, that salvation has been secured through Jesus Christ. What a big deal. He says, I'm in chains for the sake of you Gentiles. He's kind of pointing at me. Listen, I, I'm in prison because of you. I love you that much. God loves you that much that I'm willing to go to prison so that maybe there's a chance that in the process, more Gentiles will know that salvation is available to you through Jesus Christ. Surely, verse two, surely you have heard about the administration of God's grace that was given to me for you. That is, the mystery made known to me by revelation, as I have already written briefly. In reading this, then, you will be able to understand my insight into the mystery of Christ, which was not made known to people in other generations as it has now been revealed by the Spirit to God's holy apostles and prophets. This is, this is crazy, because like you got to understand... Even like the Bible that I'm holding, uh, the, the, the gospel that we know, Jesus Christ, what he did on the cross, his resurrection, that was promised and foretold yet was a mystery that we get to understand is not a mystery anymore. And that's what Paul says. He says, this mystery, verse six, this mystery is that, so he defines it. What is the mystery? Is it a mystery anymore? Not a mystery. This mystery is that through the gospel. Okay, the work of Jesus Christ on the cross and his resurrection, his body, his blood, and his resurrection through the gospel, the Gentiles are heirs together with Israel. The circumcision, the, the Jews, the, the descendants of Abraham, God's 
chosen people through Abraham. This is the mystery that through the gospel, the Gentiles are heirs together with Israel, members together of one body and shares together in the promise in Christ Jesus. Okay, like this is the mystery that there's, there's just one body now that Jesus has saved anyone who will put their faith and trust in him as Lord. Anyone, no matter your background. That's really great news. Now he continues in verse 7. Just love this section. He says, Paul says, I became a servant of this gospel by the gift of God's grace. (laughs) That's an understatement, right? The apostle Paul, who used to be called Saul, was the primary kind of chief persecutor of the people of God, the church. And, and so he was imprisoning God's people um, and approving of their killing, of them being killed, um, like Stephen. And, and he was, his whole mindset was to snuff out these so-called followers of the way. And they weren't called Christians yet at that time. These, what became Christians, what we call them today. And it says, it's, so God's grace given to me through the, the working of his power. Verse eight, although I am less than the least of all the Lord's people, this grace was given me. He's referring to his background. Okay, so I don't know about your background when it comes to being for or against Jesus and how you've sinned in your life. We've all sinned, but how have you sinned and what have you done against God? He's saying, although I am less than the least, so whoever the least is, I'm less than that. Of all the Lord's people, this grace was given me to preach to the Gentiles the boundless riches of Christ and to make plain to everyone the administration of this mystery, which for ages past was kept hidden in God who created all things. His intent was that now through the church, okay, that's important, right? His intent was that now, then now, Paul's time, our time, post-resurrection, that now, through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms. Okay, so all the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms, that through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known. (laughs) Like, ah, Church is not something you go to. It is a people that you belong to. Let me say that again. Church is not something that you go to. It's a people that you belong to, the people of God. How have we relegated this down to something so much more transactional, something so much more consumeristic? I mean, do you think of yourself as the church, as the people of God, the body of Christ in this world, that the manifold wisdom of God has been made known to the rulers and authorities? That's crazy, man. And like, this is a big deal. Verse 11, according to his eternal purpose. Okay, God's purpose, not your purpose. God's eternal purpose that he accomplished, this is, this is like, all right, yep, yep, God did all the work, I did nothing. Like, what did you do to secure salvation? What did you, what did you do to, uh, 
to keep, um, to defeat sin and death? What did you do to, to keep, you know, Satan and his demons, uh, from, from dragging you to death spiritually? Why did you have any opportunity to receive salvation? This is like all according to his eternal purpose that he accomplished in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Verse 12, in him and through faith in him, we may approach God. We may approach God with freedom and confidence. Through our faith in Christ Jesus, through him and through our faith in him, we may approach God with freedom and confidence. That's a big deal. That what we deserve is the full wrath of God, but through Christ Jesus and our faith in him as Lord and Savior, we can approach God with freedom and confidence. Not flippantly, but with freedom and confidence that he will accept us if our faith is in Christ Jesus. That we don't have to be afraid of sin and death anymore. That we don't have to be afraid of what's to come. That God wants us to come near so much that he says, I want to live inside of you. And I want to dwell with you for all of eternity. I love you and I want to spend the rest of eternity with you. And for this section, verse 13 ends. I ask you, therefore, not to be discouraged because of my suffering for you which are your glory. Now, that's a very personal way to end this. You know, this is a letter specifically to the church in Ephesus. But he says, I don't want you to be discouraged. You can, you can approach God with freedom and confidence because of what Christ has done, that the mystery is no longer a mystery anymore, that, that Christ came and defeated sin and death, and he, he's destroyed the wall of hostility between Jews and Gentiles, that, that you can have salvation and freedom, and that through you, there's a purpose that's been given to you, that the manifold wisdom of God is supposed to be known to to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms, and I believe in this world as well, that there is one new humanity, the people of God, the church, God's people, that we, through our unity together in Christ Jesus, the gospel That no matter, just like Saul to Paul, no matter who we were, what God has made us now, a new people, a new creation, that we don't have to be discouraged anymore. That we have hope, that we have life, that we have a purpose, that we have a message, that we get to bring freedom to the captives of sin and death, just like people brought the gospel to us through Jesus Christ. His his power is the gospel, okay? But that people, carriers of the gospel, brought the gospel to us. If you're saved, if you have your faith in Jesus, you need to understand that either the people of God or a person of God brought you the gospel. Whether it was your parents or your grandparents or a friend or some somebody else. And you get to be that for someone else. Don't be discouraged, even when suffering happens, because it's temporary. Paul says it's worth it. I'm suffering for you. He kind of opens chapter 3 and then ends in verse 13 with this. I'm suffering for you as Gentiles, because I love you and you're worth it. That God said you're worth it to where he died for you. And if that's what it means for me to help carry on the message of the gospel to more people, it's worth it. 
Don't be discouraged. Rejoice. Be filled with gratitude. And then share it with others in the same way. We'll we'll continue chapter 3 and verse 14 here, here very, very soon. And I hope that this has better equipped you and encouraged you to not be discouraged, but to be filled with gratitude that you can come near to God with freedom and confidence because of your faith in who Jesus Christ is and what he has done for you. We'll see you soon.